0: Hi everybody, welcome to Scuba Diving Magazine. How is everybody? How are you doing? It's nice to see all of your smiling faces. Um, I'm I'm all right. I've had a pretty good week. I've got a bit a bit of like sort of sniffles coming on, but um, it, it doesn't feel too serious, so it uh, it won't affect me too much. Um, but looking back through the week, uh, it's been a fairly quiet week, especially as far as like equipment. Goes. I don't think I've seen any um, like too greater like releases and anything arriving on shelves. Um, but the news has been fairly busy. the The first one that I want to talk about is um, is Paralens. So this first came from I believe a YouTube video, and this was uh, Matthias... I've forgotten his name, Matthias, uh Lebo, and he basically. He he needed some work done on one of his one of his rakita cameras. So so he emailed them and he effectively got an email back that said, it is with regret that we inform you that Paralens has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, for curator questions and queries, please contact this lawyer. Uh, we're working very hard on a solution for us to restart the company. However, we are not able to confirm anything at the moment, but we will keep you informed once we know more about the situation. We thank you for your support and patience. And that's that's kind of it for the story because I can't really find it anywhere else. Um, I, I did reach out to Paralens, but they're yet to write back to me. Um, their websites, if you go to the, the contact us page, it's, um, at least on, on my computer, it just kind of crashes. So, um, don't, don't really know. Maybe they have, um, I mean, the important thing to remember is that this isn't like a, a nail in the coffin um it, it's just bankruptcy they they could come back someone could buy them out and then they'll just sort of come back with a new um like financial backer or something um so it's it's probably not the end of paralens because it is quite a unique concept the um the underwater dive cameras um and they just bought out the uh, the vikita 2 which has this like forest green um command selection ring as opposed to the blue and the black of the previous generations Um, but yeah um, don't don't really know we'll uh, we'll find out in the uh, in the coming weeks I'm sure we'll hear more from uh, from Paralens but yeah uh, that just came out of left field they um, they have they have had issues in the past with um, like their their firmware and their app, um, but nothing uh, to sort of this kind of degrees. And when we used to sell, or when the company that I used to work for, when we used to sell um, Vaquita cameras, they used to fly off the shelves. They were cracking um, sort of cameras, and it mainly came down to that. Uh, what you call it? Automatic white balance. It would adjust the white balance depending on the depth because it, the camera had a uh, depth sensor built into it. So, um, yeah, don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that and um, and yeah, see, see see what happens. In other news, a a dive instructor, a, um, a Dutch scuba diving instructor, died uh, following injuries following an incident at a public swimming pool in uh, in Amstel Amstelveen, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, it's just outside of Amsterdam, and the fatality occurred on the sixteenth of October. And the, it was um, they were conducting a lesson. The first I saw about this was a, a Reddit post from a, I think it was one of the students who basically said that they they were doing something with their equipment, and they just heard like in the background this almighty bang and a crash and. Yeah, apparently one of the uh, the scuba cylinders is believed to have exploded they're still looking into it obviously Uh, the pool was evacuated and uh, and i think it's still closed uh, whilst they do their investigations and all that good stuff but yeah it's um shocking news and it's i think it was about a between a week or two weeks after a um, someone in Australia uh, lost a leg in uh, in Australia when they were filling up cylinders, and, and a similar thing happens, the exlo- uh, the explosion um, sort of blew out the windows of the building and all that stuff. Uh, emergency services treated the man at the scene for more than an hour before they airlifted him to uh, to hospital. So, yeah, cylinders can be quite scary. I mean, we always used to sort of have it where people would bring in these these rusty old battered cylinders uh, that are out of tests and, oh, well, yeah, such and such just filled it up the other week. You can do it. It's like, no, <laughs> cylinders can and will be dangerous. And you're not the one stood next to it if something happens when you're filling it up. So, um, yeah, dude. Do be careful, and um, do look after your cylinders, and uh, of course get them tested at the uh, the recommended intervals. Some fresh news is coming out of the Conception Liverboard fire. Um, So the the captain of the Conception Diving liverboard, on which 34 people died in a blaze off Santa Cruz Island in in California in 2019, has been indicted by a federal grand jury on charges of both misconduct at sea, uh, which is known as seaman's manslaughter, and gross negligence whilst on duty. So in September, an earlier indictment of Boylan had been dismissed by a federal judge, but that was because it had failed to include the gross negligence charge in it as well. So Boylan is being held responsible in the indictment for a series of failures for which he can face up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Uh, He's accused of having been the the first of the five surviving crew to abandon ship the Conception, while 33 passengers and crew members remained trapped below decks as a result of inadequate escape routes. In- according to the indictment, Boylan acted with a wanton or reckless disregard for human life by engaging in misconduct, gross negligence, and an inattention to his duties. Uh, most of the crew were quite new or had fewer than two years experience, and according to the prosecution, none of them had received any fire training or conducted any drills neither. Boylan is also accused of failure to post a roving night watch on the boat to you know, look out for fires. Uh, all the crew had been asleep when the fire did break out in the early hours of the morning, even though Boylan would have been aware that such a fire had also occurred on Conception's sister vessel the previous year when a crew member woke to find fire and smoke in the main deck Boylan's first action was reported to have been to order the crew to abandon ship which they did your boat's on fire your captain tells you to abandon ship you abandon ship Um, rather than you know use the PA system to alert the other passengers uh, wake everybody up get everybody make sure everyone's off safely one man who um wanted to go to the assistance of those below deck uh has stated that boy and told him that they could not be saved just told them to um to abandon the ship um so yeah, it's still ongoing and uh and yeah we'll we'll try and keep you up to date with with everything that's going on um but yeah, it's it's still terrible news, and it's still uh, sort of lingering on in the uh, in the dive industry. A twenty four hour charity dive in aid of BBC Children in Need has been carried out by a West Midlands diving club, the Dudley Dolphin Scuba and Snorkelling Club, has so far raised more than one thousand four hundred and forty pounds through its collective initiative at Lodge Farm Reservoir in Netherton in Dudley. So the Bizac Club. Is based at Dudley Water Sports Centre at the reservoir where the charity dive was carried out. It was formed back in 1964 to dive primarily at the site. It's a uh, sort of inland lake. Members dived in shifts for up to an hour at a time last weekend, um, the 15th and 16th of October, taking with them underwater a, a little stuffed Pudsy Bear, uh, which if you're uh, from the UK, you, you should recognise Pudsy Bear. Uh, and I think Pudsy has. First of all, he has a, a pair of swimming shorts on, uh, which is kind of cool. And he also has a—I um, think it's a dive computer. It's either a dive computer or a lead weight. Uh, lead weight—you can't quite tell from the uh, from the photograph. Um, but uh, but yeah, they, they basically took it in turns. Uh, less experienced divers were given half-hour stints under the water, and altogether some 35 club members aged between 14 and 65 all took part to dive for a solid 24 hours. The marathon was organised by member Ryan Noakes, who remained on site at the reservoir for the entire 24 hours to make sure that everything went according to plan. Um, and they went on record saying that we just wanted to do something good. Uh, we wanted to challenge ourselves and 24 hours of diving is a challenge. And it really is. He told the um, – that's what he said to the uh, the local Express and Star publication. Uh, there is a Dudley's, Dudley Dolphins Just Giving page where you can um, – donate i'll uh, i'll pop a link down in the description for this so you can check it out Uh, otherwise yeah if you search for dudley dolphin uh, scuba and snorkeling club you should be able to find a um, a link to their just giving page further information has emerged about the recent death of a u.s cave diver eric hahn in roaring river spring near cassville in missouri So the KISS Rebreather dive team had gathered on the 14th of October to prepare for what they had hoped to be a record-breaking descent into the cave the following day. The team had started exploring the site, long describes as bottomless in May 2021, and by November had set a national cave depth record of 144 metres in that location. The local paper, the Cassville Democrat, which has been tracking the team's progress, provided the the additional information. Diving began at around 11.30am, and the incident occurs just before noon at a depth of around 58 metres. And... Fellow divers brought out Han's body at around 4 20 p.m. in the afternoon when he was declared dead by a local coroner, Gary uh, Swearingen. Han, a 27 year old software engineer from Virginia, was a very experienced cave diver uh, who had participated in most of the team's monthly dives at Roaring River Spring during the year. Kiss Rebreather CEO and head diver Mike Young told press that the preliminary highway patrol investigation indicated that Han's personal air tank had contained an inappropriate amount of oxygen which could lead to the type of seizure he was uh, suspected of having experienced in the water he was uh, said to have suffered from what appeared to be the effects of oxygen toxicity. The following day, the dive team retrieved the 18 stage cylinders that they had placed in the springs, as well as a number of underwater habitats, uh, with Young stating that no more dives would be carried out at the site this year and the future of diving there is uncertain for now. So it all just goes to show that no matter how experienced you are, just do be sure that you are checking your, your cylinders and the contents inside because even the most experienced of scuba divers can make these kinds of mistakes and it does have very dramatic uh, effects. So do be careful and if you are diving with enriched air nitrox, do um, do analyze them and double check and mark your cylinders correctly so that you know that you're diving on the correct gas mixes. And for me, I've been working on a couple of projects this week. The uh, the main one has been a, um, a, a video breaking down the best way to store your regulators for long periods because it's starting to get into the autumn period or fall, depending on where you're from. And things are starting to get, uh, starting to get a bit colder. So a lot of scuba divers are hanging up their wetsuits. They're They're storing their equipment away. And one of the main ones is your regulators because regulators... There's there's a lot of springs and a lot of mechanisms, and there are a few little tips and tricks to um, to put them away a bit more effectively, so that the next time that you pull them out in the springtime, they're they're less likely to creep and um, and, and leak basically. So um, yeah, I've, I've been working on that video. Uh, I'm still I'm still editing that. I need to get another uh, another shot, which I'll probably do later today. Otherwise, I've been answering um, questions on Ask Mark. So, uh, so this will be an upcoming video about clean air fills. Someone was asking that um, if you have a nitrox-like cleaned cylinder, can you still get air put into it? Which is quite is a very interesting question and, um, and and well brought up because yeah, you're you're basically paying to to o2 clean your cylinder and uh, and it's all like nitrox and all that kind of stuff but can you still put 21 percent um just air in it and the answer is yes but it does have to be clean air because there are several grades of air purity and if you do have a, a nitrox cylinder you do have to get a a cleaner grade of air put into it just so it doesn't react with the um uh, the greases and the seals and stuff that you're using. Um, Someone's given me a, a three thousand pound budget uh, for a, a cold water diving suit and kind of what they would, um, uh, what I would recommend they um, they invest in for for diving here in the UK. Um, another question on what actually happens during a service. I uh, I covered this the uh, the week prior and um, and yeah, it's it's a very legitimate question because yeah, you're handing over your regulators, you pay them some money and uh, and then a, a a fair amount of time later you get your regulators back um but what what have they actually done to them um and yeah it's i, I used to work for a, a service center so yeah seen and serviced a few regulators in my years and yeah you basically pull them apart you put them in an ultrasonic bath and then you replace all well most of the uh, the o-rings and um and then you reassemble them that's kind of it uh it, it takes a lot longer and it takes a lot of specialist tools but um but yeah that's the general gist of it uh someone else was asking and that was quite an interesting thought uh, experiment in what regulator setup would you um, uh, would you put together if you were expecting to have to donate to two separate uh, divers in the water so three people breathing off of a, a single first stage um, how would you assemble those regulators and they they kind of answered the question themselves in their own question because they uh, they said that they had a um, uh, an air 2 or SS1 one of those, inflators BCD inflators with a second stage built into it so that way you have your primary on a long hose and then you donate that to diver number one and then in the unlikely event that another diver comes up to you and they've also failed and you're diving in a trio uh, they don't have their own buddy then they can breathe from your alternate which is granted only on a short hose, but it's it's longer than the one that's actually on your uh, your inflator. So that way, three divers could be breathing from a single first stage. Now, it's going to increase the work for that first stage, and there's there's a lot of ins and outs, and it depends on the first stage. Obviously, there are some that can do it. I um, I mentioned that the one of the big things about the Mares. I think it was the mr 22 was that they did put, I think it was 101 divers breathing off a single first stage, and they did it. It was only in a swimming pool. It, it was only like a metre or so deep, but they, they still managed to. It must be more than a metre, but yeah. Uh, they still managed it, but of course there are lesser performing first stages out there, um, and a, a better alternative is to have an extra first stage so either on a a twin cylinder or even a a y-valve or you can just have a a side mounted cylinder that you can um, sort of donate from that way all of the uh, the gas flow doesn't have to flow through a single first stage and you don't want to overwhelm it um another question was on uh, on dive computers and it was the the perfect example of right now i uh, i'm looking to buy a, a dive computer in two or three years time i do want to move into rebreathers like closed circuit but i also do like triathlon stuff and uh, and they were like do, do i buy like a Shearwater Perdix? and then then when i'll move on to rebreathers somehow integrate that into the rebreather or do I get a, uh, a cheaper computer like a Peregrine for now, and then have to buy like a second dive computer with my uh, with my rebreather? Um, but also, I'm liking the idea of the Garmin Descent because it does the uh, the sport kind of stuff as well. And that's kind of the route that I personally would have gone down because you're doing all the triathlon stuff and all the uh, the active multi-sport kind of things so the the descent is going to cover that and your scuba diving and quite a lot of your like technical diving as well but when you move into the realms of rebreather they typically have their own either built-in dive computer or i think um is it Interspiro i think they use a petrol they work with shear water and they make a dedicated integrated um, petrol dive computer uh but the perdix because the perdix is like slimline it doesn't have the um, the ability to actually integrate a, uh, a a cable's interface with a rebreather there's just not enough space in the body for the um for the hardware um so yeah it's often on the uh, the petrol so that's probably the route that um, that i would have gone down and that way um yeah, you you're kinda of, you're covering all bases and you're getting a cracking dive computer in that um in the descent mark two and um and a, a good like day to day just smart watch as well. Um and I think that's about it. I, I was probably doing um uh sort of something else. Um but I've I can't remember my um my my my, my, my as soon as I finish a project, it's it's kind of dead to me, you know. I um, I get it, I render it, I upload it, and it's gone. Uh, I'm moving on to the next project. But um, but those are the ones that I'm working on at the moment. Um, but yeah, if you've been doing anything interesting and uh, sort of do reach out and do uh, do let us know anything that you want us to uh, to cover on the podcast. If you've seen any interesting news uh, and sort of pop it down either on Instagram or on of our like social media platforms. Uh, Instagram is a pretty good place to uh, to reach out to me. YouTube is typically the best because I do see those uh, those comments coming through. Uh, if you do want me to elaborate on anything, um, then if you use the Ask Mark hashtag, it, uh, it makes it a lot easier for me to find because YouTube just filters it out of the way. Um, but yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Remember to, um, to like and subscribe and do all that good social media stuff if you haven't already. Uh, thanks for listening. And of course, safe diving.